What's up, everybody, and welcome to What the Funcast, episode 52, recorded and released today, July 13th, Saturday. I know, we're really we're really off schedule, but... This is our first real episode since... E3. That's been a minute. Anyways, we're back. We finally have yeah. news to talk about. That's our excuse. There was just no yeah, news. Yeah, there's, so there's, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of big, well, not a lot, there's like three or four big things we could talk about for like i don't know the whole episode i could probably talk about the switch light for a literally a whole episode so you can't spoil probably that. to myself too no one knew that was happening come on i Ahmed, whenever you post the episodes you're like switch light mm. and whatever i'm not gonna spoil the rest now you made me feel bad so <laughs> I'm kidding i'm literally joking i took offense to it personal offense to it actually good so. i'm glad you did you Anyways, it. I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and joining me is Ahmed, who you can hear loud and clear because he can't keep his damn mouth shut. So, <laughs> I just like to talk. I like to hear myself fine. speak. Like the How's life, voice. Ahmed? New York is in chaos. <laughs> Where's Spider-Man? Where? It's all the Spider-Man. It all it is Spider-Man's fault. Mysterio, hero of our time. Anyways, uh, yeah, New York's in chaos. So I was riding the subway home today. We were gonna record an hour ago, uh, two hours ago now. And the suddenly, like, we stop, and I think we're in a tunnel, or I thought we were in a tunnel, because, I don't know, we just stopped in the dark. And then the guy's like, uh, we're working in getting the doors open. I'm like, getting the doors open? Why would you open them in a tunnel? And I look out the window, and I realize that we're in a station, but there's a power outage. All the lights are out, so it was like, I don't know, you look out the window, and you're like, hmm, this is terrifying. Straight out of, like, a zombie movie. And then, so I'm on this train, and I'm like, maybe this power outage won't last that long, like, this is weird. I'm on there for, like, 10 minutes, and I have, like, some Korean takeout that I had gotten with me, so I, like, break it open. I'm eating Korean food on the train, just waiting. 10 more minutes pass by, and I'm like, all right, maybe I should go upstairs. I go upstairs, and so the the station platform itself has emergency lighting on so that you don't, like, fall onto the tracks, which is fair. But once you go up the stairs where the turnstiles are, it was pitch black, like, genuinely terrifying. There's this old woman sitting next to me, and she's like, I don't want to go up the stairs. I'm afraid I'll fall. It's too dark. And so I was, like, helping her up the stairs, basically, because she was like, I'll only go if you go. So we went together. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, folks. That's me. That's me. So we went up the stairs together, and I, like, had to stop and take pictures because it was terrifying. And now I'm featured in NBC News, um, at least on the website. I don't know if they put my pictures on TV, but very exciting. So are you in a video, or what are you in? No, it's just an an article. And the, like Twitter oh. user that guy Ahmed has posted this photo of 57th Street Station in Manhattan. Oh my God! Please, I was hoping they'd come up to you like, uh, sir, 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 sir. <laughs> no. Please come here. We need comment. I just posted the pictures on Twitter, and the lady was like, "Can I use these for the news?" And I was like, "Sure, go ahead." As a citizen of New York City, what do you think about this power outage of a lifetime? It was chaotic. So I thought that it was. So I like I checked the MTA app while I was in the train because our train had power. So I guess the subways, like the third rail is what powers the subways, and I guess they get their power from a different grid. Because our train was totally fine. Like, there was air conditioning, there was lights, it was, it was great. Um, so that's why I was sitting there for so long, because I wasn't bothered. Um, but once I got out, so I was reading in the MTA app, and I it just said we're investigating power outages at several stations. So I thought it was just an MTA thing. Uh, apparently, it was the entire area of Midtown Manhattan from like 40th Street. Well, actually, no, from even south than that. Like So right around Times Square. So yeah, 40th Street. Um, all the way up to, uh, like, the Upper West Side. Um, so, like, there was no traffic lights. People were evacuated from Carnegie Hall. Like, that's where my station was under. It was right under Carnegie Hall. People were evacuated from there, and they were all, like, in the streets. And, like, the, um, like, fruit stand guys and, like, random pedestrians are, like, directing traffic. It was, and there's fire trucks everywhere, and, like, firemen are running up buildings with, like, the uh, machines to, like, open up elevator doors. Because, like, I'm assuming a lot of people are stuck <gasps> in elevators because there's all these skyscrapers in the area. So, yeah, it was pretty chaotic. So I was like, I'm just going to walk home. Thankfully, where I live is totally unaffected, given that we are recording this podcast without issues. Cross fingers, fingers crossed, whatever. But, um, yeah, very exciting times. I survived the NYC blackout of 2019, which is still actively happening. And we have no idea when it's going to be back up because apparently there's a huge transformer fire somewhere. Um, So that's exciting. As the night falls, chaos ensues. The purge. The first ever purge. Is now underway, folks. Very, very exciting. So we're here to talk about Nintendo and Disney and all this other bullshit news while people are out there <laughs> suffering the effects of the great outage of July the 13th, 2019. Oh my god, can you imagine if it was Friday 13th? Oof, that would have been something. It's also the day of Manhattan Henge, where the, like, the sun sets in between the buildings perfectly. I totally forgot about that, and I think everyone else did in the middle of the chaos, but whatever. Anyways, how was your... Uh, 
How was your day? How was your week? Was it uh, even nearly was, as exciting? It was not, so I'm a little distracted here. I didn't realize these pictures of like all the Times Square boards are all black. Yeah, so it's only half of Times Square. It's like the west side of Times Square is dark, and the other side is totally fine. So it's like weird. It's weird. Kind of want to go and take pictures, but kind of don't want to deal with the subways that it's aren't working. It's pitch black. Ahmed, look outside. It's so dark. Where I live is fine, but I wouldn't be able to get down there unless I walked, and I really don't want to walk that far again because I literally walked like a half hour to get home just now. So I, I don't know why that 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 would be the biggest waste of time. And then you post it on like reddit.com slash r slash power outage. <laughs> And then I'd be in the news again. You would be. Right? You would be. It's funny. So, NBC News is actually um, is filmed from Rockefeller Center, and Rockefeller Center is one of the places that's affected. So they're running on a backup generator, and they posted a picture of their studio setup. They're literally in a conference room, recording, like, broadcasting from a conference room, and the rest of the hallway is, like, pitch black dark. It's Oh, my God. Weird. That is a disaster. Yeah. Well, if you have any usage for... Um, I don't know. There's all these sales going on. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> Prime Day is just two days away. Oh, I thought it was today. No, it's just two days away, oh, and uh, Target is uh, Target's going through, and they're doing deal days, and Best Buy is doing their deal days. So, anyways, keep your eyes peeled. There's some good deals happening. So eyes peeled, just like Jake Gyllenhaal. Stop it! Oh my God! <laughs> Why does he do that with his eyes? Go look up Jake Gyllenhaal eyes. Eyes wide eyes, or something. Just eyes. <laughs> You'll see what I'm talking about. Anyways. Anyways. What have you played? Yes, what have you watched? My what life has been not nearly as exciting as the great power outage of July 13, 2019 <laughs> in New York City. Uh, what have I been doing? Let me tell you what I've been doing, Ahmed. I've been playing this little game called Super Mario Maker 2. How is it? And Should I buy I it? Just, is it worth it? I just broke into the story mode, which is a lot of fun. Is and really, mode? it's just like, yeah. So there's just, I didn't realize it until I was listening to some other podcast reading online about it. There's a story mode where they have like Nintendo curated levels, and you go through and you make these little levels, and or you make these little levels. You play through these levels, and then by getting coins, you like pay to re- like buy different parts of the Mushroom Kingdom to like repair because it gets erased or whatever, like in the very beginning of the game. But it's kind of stupid, like in that sense. But there's this sense of like, oh my gosh, if I beat this level, I'll get a hundred coins, and you know, I get those hundred coins, and I'll get like. I don't know, the main floor, one room of the castle is 300 coins, and he built, beat, beat two more levels, and whatever. The moral of the story is, the levels are a lot of fun. And the little thing about building the castle is just, a, you know, adding on the top, whatever, icing on the cake, adding on the top. Who am I? I don't know. Um, what? But, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. Is However, it like, do you get supplies to build? Like, do you get more, like, building options when you play through the story mode is that how it works yeah yeah so you like continue beating these levels and you get more coins the more coins you get the more like building projects quote unquote you can afford with those coins so it's like there's like a taskmaster toad and then a building manager project manager toad and you go to the project manager toad manager toad whatever i don't even know what he is he's like a building manager but you go to him and he's like hey i have these new or i think it's actually i think it's toadette so she and she's like, hey, you know, I've got these new things you can build. And then it's like, okay, I want to build the main hall, first floor. And she's like, okay, that's 400 coins. You got 400 coins? And you're like, no. And then she's like, go see the Taskmaster and play more levels. Well, so. what I mean is like in the regular like sandbox mode where you build your own levels, do you unlock, do you have everything unlocked in the beginning to build? I think so. I haven't tried building stages yet. Okay. So I got is excited. That the whole point because of the game? It is, but like you can play other people's levels. So I was all excited. I jumped into the online portion and went and played other levels. There's all these cool levels, like based off like Super Metroid and all this stupid stuff. And um, so I was all excited. So I'm playing through the Super Metroid one. It's really highly rated, and I'm um, going through whatever, minding my own business. And there's little comments that pop up, you know, as you're running through the level, like, "Ooh, this is hard." Like, "Oh my god, this this is unexpected." "Oh my god, I died a hundred times here." Whatever. And then this comment popped up. And it just said two words, and it was a Stranger Things spoiler. And I was Did like, Did you confirm I'm, that it was a real spoiler? Or? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even want to know. I don't even care. I don't. Just don't even. I'm closing my <laughs> I'm eyes. I'm so curious. Can you just text look me what reaction. it is? I won't text me what it is no. later after the episode's yeah, done, so you can't I'll, see my I'll reaction. Te- yes, yes, yes. And yes, I won't yes. respond. I'm just very curious as to what it is. No, you just put respond with okay, lowercase. Okay, that's it. perfect. We'll do. <laughs> so, and it was like I was I. I don't even know how to describe how upset I was. I was like, I'm so sorry. Infuriated. I can't even. And spoilers are literally the worst. 
It, it's like it's it's the worst. Especially and for I this just, season. It was I don't know. It was one of those things where, like, <laughs> in all the all these movies where they're like when like there's no there's no reason left for the character to live, and they're just like ah, and then they're just like do whatever they do. That's how it was. But I was like I was like running through the level, so I'm like taking my anger out on this level, trying to beat it as fast as possible oh to God. shut off the game. And needless to say, I was tipped off by a few people that you can t- you can turn off notifications for the little comments. So I immediately did that, and I will not be playing the online levels until I finish Stranger Things. That's a mess. That's terrible. I was like, of all the places you could possibly spoil me, Super Mario Maker was like my safe place. And yet, nothing. Is Nowhere safe is anymore. safe. Nowhere. Is nothing safe. is sacred. Nothing is. Ugh, nothing is holy. That's terrible. Speaking of Stranger Things three, you haven't watched it. I have. I literally. It's only eight episodes, so it's pretty easy to binge. But I sat there and I watched. Um, like six episodes one night and the last, uh, two or three, two, uh, sorry, five episodes one night, the next three, the next night. It's so freaking good. And I also, I won't say anything besides that. I haven't cried like that in a very long time. Like actual, like, <laughs> like crying, crying, not just like little okay. tears. Like you've said crying. that so many times. No, you've said that. No, no, no. Okay. See, when I cry watching Coco, it's just like I feel a little choked up. Like maybe a, a few tears run down. I'm like, oh, this is so sad. But then, okay, like, Endgame. I didn't cry during Endgame. I mean, I like I, I don't know. I like teared up, but I didn't like sob. This Dina genuinely. Dina, had roll the tape. <laughs> Listen. No, I didn't like sob, but this one genuinely was. This is intense. Like it's a real. It cuts deep. Anyways. Do you remember that when we were at Comic-Con and we went... Oh, yeah. I was like, what, <laughs> what do I recognize that from? What what panel was Anyways, that? Anyways, we Dance were at we were at the Marvel TV like universe whatever oh, panel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And there was this guy who was the worst moderator. I'm sorry. I don't I don't know who he is. I forget what Wait, was his it, name. Was it Into the Spider-Verse? Or, oh, no. It was no. Marvel TV. It was the ne- like Daredevil. It was Daredevil. That's what it was. I am telling you definitively what it was. It and was, I was like, You said Marvel TV. It was Daredevil specifically. Whatever. He was there for all of them, wasn't he? He's like was the he? big wig. At, he was the big wig at like Marvel Television or whatever. Perhaps. But anyways... He's a big wig that should not have been hosting a panel. Anyway, he's like, yeah, we got this joke. You know, we got this thing that we say, you know, Dina, roll the tape. And, uh, you know, back at the uh, back at the studio. So, Dina, roll the tape. Everyone's like. So, after everything, we're like, huh? <laughs> okay, well, I guess we could roll the tape, too. So, anyways. Oh, my God. Bringing that joke back from the dead a year later. I can't believe you even remember that. Anyways, speaking of Daredevil. It kind of popped up out of nowhere, but I haven't even seen that season three yet. I am fake as I stare at my Daredevil poster directly hanging above my computer. We have some breaking news here, folks. We have the fakest fan in the galaxy, Ahmed Gooey Broccoli. (laughs) I hate you. I literally hate you. What else did you play? I played some more Cadence of Hyrule, which is such a good game. And I think it's like, I think you would enjoy this one, actually. So maybe when it goes on sale, you should consider buying it and then never playing it. But buy it, at least. <laughs> does it have a demo? Like a uh, No. No, I don't think it does. I thought it did for a second, but I don't think it does. That's fine. I'll just buy um, your Switch one day. Now you that you don't do live in too. the middle of nowhere. Congratulations. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll be seeing each other more often just because the love runs deep. But anyways. <laughs> anyways. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's it's like a two D Zelda ish. It's yeah. I've seen the I've seen the videos. I see the I know what the gameplay is like. Um, I just I don't know. I still want to try it before I commit to it and be like, oh, this is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's it's one of those things where I I don't know. It's like it's you see it, you see how it's played, but until you actually get it in your hands and play it, it's kind of hard to describe. And once you get the hang of it, it's a lot of fun. So. Gotcha. It's it's good. You have to try it next time. Uh, next time you have my switch in your hands. Next time I am in your presence. Yes. So what have you been playing and watching? Playing probably nothing. I played did some you play Overwatch. Overwatch this week. Yeah. Of course you did. <laughs> I haven't played in so long, and I was like, eh, let me hop on and get some loot boxes. Um, I've actually. Go ahead, been... tell him what he's won. Shut up. I've he been... won a loot box. <laughs> I've been doing really good at Overwatch lately. Like, I was playing last night, and not to brag. But I consistently had, like, four gold medals in all of my games, and the rest of my team just sucked. So, like, I literally didn't win any games, but I knew that I wasn't the reason that we were losing. Everyone was just a mess, so whatever. 
besides that, um, I don't think I cracked into any other games, but I have been thinking about finally playing Detroit Become Human. Oh my god! Thinking about it, <laughs> considering have you have you is Zelda finishing Zelda even on your radar? Not currently, no. Maybe when the next one is announced, then I'll consider it. I mean, not announced. When the next one we see like gameplay footage. Or I was just gonna call you out on that. Shut like it's up. been announced. It's Good try though. Shut up. Anyways, um, obviously I watched Stranger Things. I watched Far From Home twice. If you haven't watched or listened to our Far From Home spoiler cast, go listen to that now. Very good, very good stuff. If we do say so, if I do say so myself, I can't speak. Anyways, um, also watched Midsummer, and I still don't know what to think about this movie. I think I still have to, I have to go see it one more time to really like solidify my opinion. But I am very on the fence of whether I liked it or not because it's really strange. Um, I had very high expectations coming in from Hereditary and being a big fan of Hereditary, um, but this was just weird. Um, well, obviously the premise is like all this group of friends goes to Sweden to celebrate like their you know summer solstice festival, but you know obviously it turns out to be a cult and people are getting murdered. But like you don't really care about these people that are getting murdered. You don't really care about anyone but like the main character, and even she's kind of boring and. The whole, uh, I don't know, the whole premise is just very interesting. Like, there's a lot of themes and there's a lot of, uh, like, depth, I guess, to go into it and be like, oh, yeah, this is the, the lighting here really reflects the whatever and the irony of the situation. But, like, Please. beyond that, it's just, I don't know. It was very weird. It was very, um, I wouldn't even say it was, like, unsettling or disturbing. Like, maybe the last second you're like, oh, this is kind of weird. But, like... The majority of the time, my theater was literally just cracking up laughing at how absurd it all was. So, if that's anything to go off of. And it wasn't even like a $5 Tuesdays crowd. It was like a regular horror movie fan crowd that was respectful of the movie and was just literally just laughing because the movie was absurd. So, there's that. This does not sound like a movie for me. It most definitely is not. You know what it is a movie for you, though? Crawl. Let's jump into the hot tops. Hot toppies. We're making hot toppy shirts, by the way. You heard it here first. Get your hot yeah. toppies right here. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb, but hot so funny. Toppies. Get your hot toppies. So, yeah, we can start with some entertainment news. Uh, so, like I mentioned, crawl reviews have come in, and it was at a 89% at the time of me putting the notes together, which was yesterday. What is it at right now? Any guesses? Still 89%? At an 88%. Wow. So, Bad movie. We should cancel our tickets. Yes, we are seeing this movie on Wednesday, so uh, once we get to the next episode, we will be probably, hopefully, raving about it. Um, but on a more... So, oh, well, <laughs> so I put in this quote. Benjamin Lee from Guardian says, I wouldn't exactly urge you to run rather than crawl to see it, but a brisk walk should do. <laughs> so, anyways, brisk that, that was a, uh, a Oscar-caliber review that stood out to me, Truly. so... Anyways, but yeah, yeah, talking about some other movies, we are also seeing The Lion King on Thursday. So I have The Lion King and Crawl to talk about. Um, the Lion King is getting reviews that I was kind of, I don't know, I guess it was surprising. So it's currently sitting at a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was at a 60%, which was like, that's their threshold for like a whole tomato versus a squished one. So <laughs> Versus a rotten one? I like. Yeah, I don't know if that's considered fresh versus rotten because they have like... Certified fresh, which at crawl actually is certified fresh. Um, certified is like little... above. It's I don't think there's a percentage threshold. I think it's just like more so like if critics like really loved it as opposed to like because if all the critics just rated it like a three out of five, so it's like up more than half. Those count as a fresh review, and it like it could be at a hundred percent, but not certified fresh because like it's still like lukewarm reviews overall. Rather than the reviews being like five out of five, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. So, well, either way, Lion King is sitting at fifty nine percent. Sounds like a lot of people are upset that the movie is essentially shot for shot identical to the animated feature from it has many like moons ago. Thirty something minutes of extra runtime. Yeah, I weird. heard something about the final battle was like longer. Uh, I don't know. We'll see it, and we'll know for ourselves. I heard some people were complaining about some of the songs. I wouldn't even say which ones because that might, I don't know, bias you one way or another. You being the listeners and you, Ahmed. And me. Um, I know exactly what song you're talking about, but I won't say anything. Yeah, either. 
people people are just complaining about everything. So, and then I was reading one of the Rotten Tomato reviews, and it was considered a positive review. And the person was like, "Well, um, I mean, it's a lot better than the absolutely horrific Aladdin." And I'm like, "Okay, Aladdin was not that it bad. Definitely was so not absolutely horrific." I am usually a big fan of uh, of seeing what other people think because I don't have the privilege to see movies early like the critics do, but it's. Uh, I usually like to get a good gauge of what I'm going in to see and then let that kind of, not necessarily sway whether or not I go, but it at least prepares me for, am I in for like a totally garbage movie or, you know, whatever. So it's good to see what the Rotten Tomato score is. I didn't look at, or I didn't listen to any of the soundtrack. The soundtrack's on Spotify. Um, there are a few new songs, I think. There's at least oh, one are there? new song that like Beyonce released. Okay, uh, that's I don't know fine. if it's in the movie or if it's like the credits song or something. So, yeah, that's fine. So, whatever. I am going to hold off on watching that because I'd rather just see the movie. Yeah. But we did see the intro segment. Um, that was shown at, at D23 Expo 2017. So and long ago. that was, yeah, literally two years ago. So, another perfect example of why everyone should be more concerned about waiting for that panel than anything else at the show. Mm-hmm. But that's another story. I'll leave that um, up to everyone to decide, anybody that's going. But anyways, so... Um, yeah, actually, well, I guess I can do a little plug here, but, so, if you're going to the D23 Expo, so are we, but, and if you're listening, you probably know who we are, but if you're not, there is, or if if you don't know us, I don't know, whatever, if you're interested in, so this person on the D23 Expo subreddit made, like, a Discord, and there's a lot of, you know, bantering back and forth about the Expo, whatever, so, Anyways, Ahmed, I don't know if you joined it. I sent it to you, but I, have not, I don't have the Discord app. I don't have a Discord account. One day I'll make one. I'm st- I just oh. got Reddit a few weeks ago. I'm still an old man here. Back in 1905, but yeah. yeah so they they were they were talking about the expo. But anyways, yeah. So we saw that intro segment of the Lion King back in 2017. So pretty cool stuff. But yeah, so we'll see what it is. We'll see what it's like. We'll yeah. We'll see what crawls like. We'll see what Lion King's like, and we'll go from there. Yeah, I think Lion King. I think I guess the the majority of the criticism is just that it's like. It's unnecessary, is what a lot of people are saying. So, I don't know. All these movies are unnecessary. I mean, well, here, okay, perfect example, right? So, the Mulan trailer came out. What did you think of the Mulan trailer? I actually didn't watch the whole thing in entirety, but I do like where they're going. And I wouldn't say that that's unnecessary because it's literally, it changes the entire premise, kind of. So, Mulan, the original animated feature is based off a poem, an old Chinese um, poem. And obviously, the Mulan, the animated feature, is much different than the original poem. Um, it's like a like there's no songs in the poem, there's no Mushu in the poem. So the fact that the live action has no uh, Mushu or and uh, no songs is it's going back to the root of the actual story, which I respected that. So like at first I was like, oh that's kind of shitty, but now I'm like, oh like this is actually good because apparently like the Mulan animated feature was not so much offensive, but like it wasn't popular with Chinese audiences because it didn't reflect the actual original story. So they're going going back to the roots, which I appreciate that. Yeah, so what I was saying was, yeah, because... Sorry, the, like, I you totally went about, off the rails with that. No, no, no. When you talk about like night and day, you talk about unnecessary versus necessary or yeah. very much a replica of something, a work of the past versus a new spin on an old property, right? Exactly. So, or like an old feature whatever you want to call it yeah so like lion king didn't change anything so that's why i was like unnecessary is i guess my biggest fear is is that lion king is going to do exactly what beating the beast did where it was more or less the same thing it wasn't the greatest and i i don't know i just i i'm i'm kind of shocked because i think we all knew dumbo was going to be pretty mediocre and we kind of thought i thought aladdin was going to bomb and lion king was going to flourish like to me it got to the point where it's like there's no way the lion king can't do well yeah and i I guess i don't know but we thought that about beauty and the beast as well and look both of them more or less probably did about the same i don't know what beauty and the beast did but um at the very least aladdin kind of updated some things and made some kind of like housekeeping changes and like it's fresher and it's not you know a symptom of the times like it's it's aged well because of those changes so i would say i wouldn't say there's absolutely necessary like this animated feature is obviously still superior but um like it wasn't completely unnecessary it was still entertaining we loved it i love the new soundtrack 
I like the new I song. I mean, I guess, I guess my point is technically all of these movies are unnecessary because the story has been told from Disney's vision once already. Yeah. So technically they're all they're they're all There's they're all copyright extension. Yeah. Excuses that, for a copyright a, extension. That's that's all it is. So whatever. But anyways, Beauty and the Beast set a seventy one percent, so I guess it's even better than uh, than Lion King. So Dang. we'll we'll see what it's at. But um continuing the news, uh, the Disney news, I guess you could say. We'll, we've got one other Disney article here. So this one is more geared towards the Disney parks. So Rise of the Resistance, the second ride in Galaxy's Edge, the opening dates have been announced for both parks on this one. So in Disney World, it's going to be opening up on December 5th and Disneyland on January 17th. Um, not surprising that these didn't make it into this year, but, but still a little bit disappointing. Surprised that the Disneyland one's opening later than Disney World. Yeah, so I'd imagine with the space restrictions, I'd imagine that it's probably going to be a little tougher, but they did release like a poster, poster art for the ride, and the poster art is really nice. And uh, this one comes from the Disney Parks blog that says, when it opens, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance will blur the lines between fantasy and reality, and will put guests in the middle of a climactic battle between the First Order and the Resistance. Guests will be recruited to join Rey and General Organa, at a secret base along the way they will be captured by a first order star destroyer with the help of some heroes of the resistance they will break out uh they break oh they break out and must escape the star destroyer protect the secret base and stay one step ahead of kylo ren as soon as work is completed at walt disney world imagineers will head back to california to complete their mission at disneyland resort where star wars rise of the resistance will open on friday january 17th so did you see the uh there was a leak of a photo of the rise of resistance um, like warehouse area um, on Reddit earlier. I'm trying to look it up now and I can't actually find it. And I feel like the Disney snipers killed whoever whoever posted it. This was like two days ago. Okay, actually I found it and from blogmickey.com. If you're curious, just search uh, Rise of the Resistance Leak blogmickey.com. Um, but it basically shows like a bunch of uh, stormtroopers standing in a row and I guess they're maybe animatronics, maybe immobile, maybe some of them are animatronics, maybe some are mobile. Um, but they're all like kind of lined up and covered in plastic and just shows like, I'm assuming that they are life size. Um, this hangar has a huge, huge ceiling. Like the ceiling goes way higher than they are. Um, and then the floor is just covered with, uh, with some paper and whatever, as they continue to do construction on it. Um, but I guess just to show the, the sheer size, this is pretty big. Um, so this ride is massive. I don't know if you remember the big article that came out right before Galaxy's Edge opened up in Disneyland. Yeah. There was this like media blowout and they before we knew that it was going to open without Rise of the Resistance, someone I mean a number of outlets posted yeah. all these impressions of I what think they it was saw. Jermaine Lucier from IO9 was the one that had the, the big impression was like you go here and then you go here and then you do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yep. This is crazy. And and you can see Poe Dameron's X-Wing from above, mm-hmm. which I believe was destroyed in The Last Jedi. So I don't know if this takes place like after Episode Seven or where this falls in the timeline, but that's another debacle that I won't even try to figure out. I but. think someone... Uh, there. I think you can find what, where in the timeline it comes... Like, I remember someone saying this is what where it is in the timeline, but I don't remember exactly what that is. Was it destroyed? Where was it destroyed? Where was Poe Dameron's thing? If you if you look it up, you can probably find it. Uh, Star on, Wars on crate or whatever. No, before that, I don't know. Whoever's listening and knows this is yelling at me, and I'm sorry. So I'm just gonna stop speaking. So, As to what now, happened? Whoever's listening and knows the answer, aka Emma, our number one fan. She's like, it happens in the scene, and I'm like, I don't know. So I'm just gonna stop talking so that I don't piss her off. Me. Oh. oh, oh. Um. Yeah. Here, Poe Dameron's X-wing destroyed. Uh. I'm pretty sure it's like when Kylo Ren comes blaring in and starts shooting at stuff. I don't know. That's real descriptive. <laughs> That's I know. the whole movie. I don't know. It's it's in the trailer. It's in one of the trail. Oh, here it is. It's right here. It's yeah. It's literally in the trailer. Here, I'll send you this link so you can see it for yourself. With Feast it eyes. with your eyes. Yes. Speaking of feasts for the eyes, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel is absolutely happening. Apparently. Um, produ- this one comes from GameSpot. Producer Amy Pascal told io9 her team is back in the lab. They're definitely hard at work on the sequel. No release date or window was provided, nor did she divulge details about what's to come in the Spider-Verse sequel. We're only left with the news that we can expect another movie. Ugh. I'm so excited. 
In other news, water is confirmed to be wet. <laughs> Shut up. Well, it wasn't necessarily a box office hit, I don't think. I don't think it made that money that much. Wow. That much money at the box office. He said, I don't think it made that money. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, I don't think it made that much money at the box office or as much as they wanted. But, I mean, it was still so critically acclaimed and it won an Oscar. So I'm sure they'll be able to uh, to use that as um, as a... Uh, what do you call it? As a selling point, I guess, for our next one. When it comes out I, I in the next know. five years. I don't know if it did as bad as you think, Ahmed. The budget was $90 million. It pulled in $375 million. I guess it's not bad. I don't, I don't think it's... But it's not like the any live-action film has made more. I, the more I mean, you're talking about... Yeah, well. Like recep- Spider-Man. Homecoming. Box office. Let's see. Uh, 880 million. US okay, did dollars. you see that article about how if Spider Man doesn't make like a billion dollars with this movie, that it could, the rights will go back to Sony? What? Really? Yeah, I don't know. I saw something about it. It's not in the hot the hottie toppies, but interesting. It's. Uh, I mean, it's still doing incredibly at the um, at the box office. It annihilated, quote unquote, from comicbookreview.com, annihilated Stuber and Crawl. Um, this past or this weekend, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Literally, I think this article was written today, so I'm not sure this is like from Friday. Stuber was getting mixed reviews, I believe. Yeah, it's like the buddy comedy with, uh, I don't know, Joe Batista, and uh, people are screaming at us again. Um, Who's screaming? Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Joe Batista and uh, the dude from Kumail Nunjani. Oh, yeah. I wasn't yeah. even close. Dave Batista. You said Joe Batista? Anyways. I did say Joe Batista. Wow. Why the hell did I say Joe Batista? I was like, I don't wow. know who that is, but sure. Maybe you're right. I didn't realize. Okay. So, totally random. I didn't realize that Dave Batista was a wrestler. Like, in the back of my head, I was like, I think he is. But he used to be, like, a pro wrestler. Yeah. You know Anyways. That? Anyways. I, I don't know. I guess I forgot about it. Paul. He's Drax. Coming out to be the fakest, fakest of the fake. Even faker than me. Who has watched wrestling? Where's Eric Francisco? Hello. <laughs> I don't know. People watch wrestling. I don't. But I Eric like would do that. I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Anyway. Anyways, the Cuphead show was announced for Netflix. This one comes from the Studio MDHR Twitter account. Coming to you in full color in CineSound, it's the Cuphead show. Witness the wondrous Inkwell Isles as you've never seen them before. In an original series inspired by classic animation styles of the 1930s. Now in production by the talented team at Netflix Animation. That's so exciting. I'll play the it game is. one day. <laughs> the art style is a little bit different, like the art style of the TV show. Um, but overall, it's uh, it's looking pretty cool. So this is exciting. Cuphead taking off in ways that a lot of us never even thought would happen. So this is good. That is good. Maybe one day I'll play the game. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't think so. Let's So let's move into... <laughs> Isn't it like, super difficult? Yeah, it's re- it's really hard. Yeah. So I'll add that to the list of games I'll play maybe in two years, along with maybe Sekiro. in the next twenty five years. That why do you keep adding more games? I'm That's not the adding. problem. That game has always been on the list, but I never bought it. I'm just waiting for it to be like twenty bucks so I could justify buying it and not playing it. Mm, okay, how's the Last Guardian going? The who? Anyways, next topic. <laughs> Moving into the gaming hot tops, it's, we've got. For the record, it's still in the shrink wrap. Go on. That's good. That's good. It's a good yeah. place for it to be. Uh-huh. We've got two stories here, one of them being much larger than the other. This first one we'll start off with being a disappointing article. This one comes from Vice. Dr. Mario World is a great game for two hours. Then it wants money. Who's this, one comes from Ma- this one comes from Matthew Galt over at Vice, as I mentioned before. Um, Nintendo released Dr. Mario World Tuesday on both iOS and Android. The NES-era puzzle game is a perfect fit for smartphones. Each game lasts only a few minutes. The touchscreen controls work like a charm, and clearing out virus-laden levels of increasing difficulty killed two hours of my afternoon. After those two hours, Dr. Mario World asked for money. That's when I lost interest. So let's scroll down a little bit here. So it's got 215 levels. Divided over five worlds, and opening up each stage requires players to spend a heart. Each stage has a star rating, and replaying a stage to try to get a better score also costs a heart. When I was out of hearts, I, w- I could either wait half an hour, uh, half an hour for them to recharge, or spend money to recharge them. That's such an but- annoying 
uh, like, what's the word? Mechanic. That's a really annoying mechanic. I hate when games do this. Yep. So this is this was spun off from Candy Crush, right? So, um, five hearts cost ten diamonds, or about one dollar. An hour of infinite hearts costs thirty diamonds, or about three dollars. So, let's say you're sitting on the subway, right? And you're like, I want to play an hour of this game. Can you even that play way- it without service? Because you can't play a Mario Run without service, and that's why I never freaking play that game because I can't play it in the subway. Sorry. Continue. I'm really mad at oh. Nintendo Mobile games. Oh, I don't know. Maybe that's a good point. Um, so let's see. And then they go on to say the first 20 stages of the game don't cost hearts to burn through, even if you lose. But I still ran out of hearts on stage 29. I could either wait for the hearts to recharge, spend money, or compete in multiplayer mode. The multiplayer doesn't cost hearts to play, and matches are fast. Players work to clear the virus on the screen. Clearing viruses builds a meter that, once full, blasts your opponents with a row of viruses. The amount depends on a power rating attached to which character they're playing. Uh, I started the game as Dr. Mario. You can play as Dr. Bowser, Dr. Peach. That's cute. Each character has their own abilities. Blah, 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 blah. So I went to the staffing section of Dr. Mario World to discover how I could replace Mario with Bowser to unlock a new character. I had to play a slot machine for 4,000 coins earned in game by clearing stages and completing objectives. Or 40 diamonds, about $4. I could spin a wheel and get a random support or main character. Dr. Mario World let me know the chance of getting a character and Bowser... Bowser only comes up 2% of the time? Yeah. What? Anyways, I was, at th- I was at that point, or I was at this point that I started to get tired of Dr. Mario World. The core game is so much fun, but I would have rather spent $20 and had the game, its levels, and its characters open to me from the start. So this, this is a great example yeah. of a disaster. This reads a lot like, remember that Mario Kart Tour preview? That we read yes. a few episodes back. It reads pretty much exactly like that, where it's like the core game is fun, but like you just have to pay every two seconds. Which is why I liked Mario Run's idea of just paying 10 bucks and you unlock the entire game and that's it, and you're not bothered by all these stupid microtransactions and a million different currencies. But alas. I don't I don't know. I don't what know. a what a mess. It's it's unfortunate, but it is what it is, I guess. I guess there's no way around it. It's, it's unfortunate that Nintendo's starting to go down that path because God help them if they start doing this shit on the Switch because, uh, I don't know. No, absolutely not. I think I think it's a definitely, um, it's a different team and it's a different market. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm assuming, because Mario Run was the first one, and I'm assuming that didn't do well. I think it, I'm pretty sure it didn't do well. It did of, not, it did not meet expectations from yeah. what I understand. So... And to, like I don't know if it was more of a mechanic thing or more of just the fact that it costs nine dollars and that to people is much even though you're not spending as much in the long run, asking for nine or ten dollars at one point is a lot more than being like, Oh, I could spend a dollar for some ten diamonds just to keep playing and obviously those microtransactions add up in the long run rather than just paying once. Yeah, and that's what they want, because so like Fire Emblem Heroes has done in uh Fire Emblem Heroes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fire Emblem Heroes. The, the, mobile the Fire one, Emblem right? mobile game, yeah. yeah. Has done very, very well. And that's that same model they're trying to use here where like people buy more characters or whatever. So I haven't played it. I can't speak to it well enough, but yeah. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where it's disappointing. It's definitely appealing to the much more casual... It's just not for us is really what it is. It's definitely appealing to a much more casual crowd. Um and that's fine. Which, yeah. That's fine that it's playing to a casual crowd. It's just unfortunate because it is something that I would consider because I rarely play games on my phone anymore. But if I have it there and something like this, I would probably play. Yeah, I don't but, remember the last time I booted up any games on my phone. Like, I have them ready to go. But, like, I don't know. If I'm on my phone and I'm bored, I'm usually just, <coughs> bless you. I'm Excuse usually me, just, like, you. scrolling through Twitter or something. I never, like, consider, like, oh, let me play a game. So when we were with you last weekend um, on the subway or whatever, I went to go like, and we're sitting there. I went to look like for a game because we were sitting there with no service, and literally all my games are like, they're not deleted, but on iPhone they like put them to the cloud, and you can just like when you're like to save space, mm-hmm. and when you're because re- it knows you haven't used it in a while. So when I'm ready to play it again, I just click the little app, and then it starts installing it again. So, but yeah, all my games are just in the cloud because I haven't played any of them in forever. So. Um, and I and Pokemon work Pokemon Go doesn't work on my phone. I tried to boot it up today actually. Really? And it just for whatever reason it doesn't work. I don't know. Interesting. It's probably user error like everything else. <laughs> That's fine. Let's move in to the main attraction here. So this is 
yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you <laughs> announce it and talk about it. But I have, I guess, it's a weird thing to mention. But go on. All right. <laughs> Warm up the hands. Let's go. It's about to get crazy. All right. So Nintendo has finally, finally announced the Nintendo Switch Lite. So there have been so many rumors. There have been shells. There's been accessories. There've been all these leaked quote unquote images of like cases for these things and whatever of a Switch Lite. And something to replace the 3DS, which Nintendo still says it doesn't replace the 3DS, but that's another story entirely. So, literally a nail in the coffin, but go on. Nintendo announced the Switch Lite, and what exactly is it? Well, let's start with the good stuff. It has a traditional D-pad now. It does not have detachable Joy-Cons anymore. Uh, So it's pretty much, it's a Nintendo Switch or variant of it that is pretty much dedicated to handheld mode. So... There's a lot of people out there that use their Switch almost exclusively in handheld mode, pretty much like me to some extent. I use handheld mode so often, but at any rate, it has a D-pad now on the left side. Um, everything else is the same. You still have two control sticks, one on the left, one on the right. Uh, your four face buttons, pretty traditional. Uh, everything is the same. It literally looks like there's just Joy-Cons that are attached, but it's part of the whole body of the unit. Uh, and Nintendo did make mention that they have no intention to bring the D-pad to Joy-Cons, so thanks for that. Um, (laughs) They're using a phrasing called a singular state of use, which I think is kind of a silly way of using four words to describe that you can't dock the system, nor does it have detachable Joy-Cons. Just say it's portable console. Yeah, so it's purely meant for handheld mode. It has a slightly smaller screen, so the screen size is 5.5 inches versus 6.2 on the traditional Switch, but you're, you get longer battery life by about 30 minutes. So you get three to, three, three to seven hours instead of two and a half to six and a half hours of battery life. Obviously, since there's no detachable Joy-Cons, well, not really, but um, there's no detachable Joy-Cons, so you don't have HD rumble, and you also lose the IR camera because there's no reason to have the IR camera. But in all reality, I don't think the IR camera has ever been used outside of Labo and 1-2-Switch with that stupid mouth-eating game, sandwich-eating game. <laughs> mouth-eating game. Whatever. Dumb as hell. I know what you're talking about. Yes. And yeah. there's also no kickstand because there's no tabletop mode on this. Um, so just to reiterate it once again, it can't be docked to the TV. So it's just designed for handheld use, which means that games like 1-2-Switch and Super Mario Party that don't have a handheld mode won't work on the system. Um, so they've announced the, game, the system in gray, yellow, and turquoise colors coming out on September 20th. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. You're dying. I am. For a manufacturer-suggested retail price of $199.99, and they also announced a Zakian and Zamazenta reversion, which I don't even know if I said that right, but that's those are the two main Pokemon in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh, that's um, what that is. Okay, I saw that and I was like, what does this mean? Yeah, so that, that is coming out uh, in November alongside the launch of the games. So, <clears throat> yeah, so the, the gray, yellow, and turquoise will come out on September 30th or 20th. September 20th, sorry. And then the Pokemon version will come out in November alongside the games. So Interesting choice of colors, but sure. Very interesting choice of colors. People are going wild over the yellow, which I think it looks disgusting. I think so, too. Why would you want yeah. the yellow? I don't so know. Gross. If I... Yeah, so the the Pokemon one is nice because so the left side, one side has like a bluish uh, yeah, uh, color controls and the other side has like pinkish color controls to match the sword and shield colors, which I think is nice. Yeah. But then the Pokemon are both on the back of it. And I'm like, I don't really want to walk around with Pokemon all over my Switch, but yeah. that's just me. I would have only considered it if it was just colors and not a picture of the Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah, um, so... What's, so, wait, let me step back. I'm not even considering buying this at all, but that's another story. Um, so, why wasn't this announced at E3 just, like, three or four weeks ago? Ahmed, let me challenge you with something. Please. I need you to tell a 35-second joke so I can get water, because my throat is going to die right here. <laughs> so, tell you your finest joke. E3. I'll be right back. Oh, my goodness. I don't have any jokes. Um, What did the... <laughs> wait, okay, here we go. What do you call a blind dinosaur? I'll give you some time to think about it while Paul gets his water. I don't know how many seconds we are into this, but this is real awkward for me, folks. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, he's back. It's called, uh, Do You Think He Saw Us? Yeah. Clap for me. Clap for me. It was a great joke. So so how'd you do? What'd you tell? I'm not going to tell it again. You have to go back and listen to the episode. Wow. Okay. I'll do that. Good. Yes. (laughs) The reason this wasn't announced at E3. Actually, I got this water. Let me take a sip. Ready? 
I literally hate <sighs> you. Yes. Literally. So, <laughs> so this wasn't announced at E3. I don't know why this wasn't announced at E3, because this would have made a huge splash. Like, it's like, well, you know what? If I had to guess, I would say that they didn't announce this at E3 because the message would become too muddy around, oh my god, you mean it's not, you can't dock it, you don't get detachable Joy-Cons, because the, the, the big the big argument right now is, okay, for $100 more, you get the Joy-Cons, you get the dock, you get the everything, all these different things that you can use, and you can use the system in, in more ways than just you know the way that the Switch Lite is presenting itself, but... I think that's a short-sighted way of looking at things, but there's still that negative press around it in that sense, where it's a five and a half inch screen instead of a six point two. It's seven twenty p at all times because you're not docking it in the in the dock. And yeah, I don't know. I think it's silly personally because I can seriously count on one hand how many times I've docked my switch in the lifetime that I've had my switch. My switch is like that's really docked, anyways. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I I always have mine on the nightstand, and I'll play you know all sorts of games on it in bed and whatever like i brought it we went to this charity softball game today and i literally brought it and you know lauren was keeping score or whatever and i sat and watched the game and had my switch and i was playing mario maker right there and i'm like you know a switch light wouldn't be so bad i think for you it would make sense and like you could keep your switch your regular switch as like your switch quote-unquote pro like keep it docked as your like home console but how easily do save files transfer between two switch consoles so here's the thing. So I've done, like, I've listened and watched and extensively kind of researched a lot of this. So people are like, oh, it doesn't support Amiibos anymore. Wrong. The right stick. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Not that this even matters for me because I can't remember the last time I've tapped an Amiibo in a game. Meanwhile, but... has, like, a thousand Amiibos. <coughs> That's on. false. I don't have that many. My okay. throat is still a mess. Sorry. Anyways. 100 Amiibos? Okay. Maybe not that many, but close. <laughs> So you can tap it on the right stick, and that becomes like your amiibo tapper, like your NFC piece there. Mm. So there's just there's just a lot of people out there that are very negative about it. So, anyways, back to your question. So you can do a transfer of your system from you know the same way you used to be able to do it on 3ds and uh, we or Wii U. But it's like a one-time yeah. thing. It's a one-time thing. You could always like switch it back, but oh, I was listening. So it's a process. It is a process. It's stupid, but if you have Nintendo Switch Online, you have cloud saves. So now the issue comes to <laughs> comes to fruition here, where if you like Pokemon doesn't support cloud saves because they don't want people toying with Pokemon and cloning Pokemon or whatever. Animal Crossing also won't support cloud saves because they don't want people time jumping back and forth and whatever and screwing up with that system. So yeah. while that's understandable, that's not a good solution because that means that. Okay, let's say I buy a Switch Lite, right? I do a, a, a transfer over to my from my old system to my new system, and they were talking about this on Kind of Funny. That's what I started saying before. And you would make your you make one of them a primary and one of your one of them a secondary. The primary can only play digital can play digital games regardless if you have an internet connection or not. Then your secondary system can only play digital games if you have a connection to the internet. So you essentially make your primary system your, your Switch Lite, so you have that for the road or wherever you're taking it, and then you leave your other Switch like in the dock or wherever you want it, and then you'll be able to play your digital games because that would presumably never not have an internet connection. Okay, but that still doesn't solve the fact, like, say you're on the road and you play something that does support, or, like, okay, well, so you're playing Animal Crossing and you get home and you want to play Animal Crossing on the big screen on your Pro Switch... Or your regular Switch. Those games will be a problem. Yeah, That's those annoying. games would still be a problem. If it doesn't support like cloud saves, then it's an issue. Because yeah. they also remember how much hassle at launch we went through with this. It was people like people were sending in their Switches to get repaired. And it's like you can't transfer your saves off of the system. Like You literally have to hope that Nintendo takes your system... And doesn't screw up your save in the process and moves your 300-hour Zelda save with it. That's <clears throat> annoying. I mean, it's not much better on the PS4. So, obviously, I have the PS4 Pro in the living room and the regular PS4 in the bedroom for if I want to play Overwatch at 1 in the morning and I don't want to disturb my roommate. Um, thankfully, Overwatch is all online, so there's not really any issues with that. But if I ever do something like 
if I play Detroit out in the living room and then I come in my room and I want to play more, I have to like manually go in and download the updated save from the cloud on this PS4 because it's not my primary. And unless your PS4 is primary, it won't automatically sync your saves. So it's not even like that other systems do it better necessarily. Actually, well, no, I take it back. Xbox does it great. Xbox does it perfectly. I can play Forza <clears> on my PC and then immediately jump into Forza on Xbox and um, picks up right where I left off without issue. It's yeah. not even on the same console same system so um yeah xbox i guess does handle it a little better but xbox does do it best because it starts the game up and it actually looks for saves right and that's yeah. the whole thing yeah exactly yeah. and it does like i have actually the second xbox in my in my room and i've played games on that too like division or whatever i mean i guess division is also online so it's different um i believe i've tried playing like red dead on it and my save immediately picked up so there was no no need to like download the cloud save so um i guess it is possible but still annoying um i don't know i guess yeah. the switch light is really just made for folks that don't have a switch yet maybe it's like an only child situation um and it's just kind of a replacement for like a handheld console um i don't know like this i wouldn't see this being a good purchase for like any of my like my sister uh has like you know three four kids i don't know because the fourth is a little too young to be playing but you know they're not going to share a handheld console like that they would much rather have an actual full switch with detachable joy console they can play things like mario kart or mario party or whatever like there's there's no uh it, the switch like doesn't fit so i guess it really just it's more options but i don't see it working for me or for people that i know maybe just you i don't know yeah i don't know i i just I, there's a lot of people like if you look on forums and stuff there's a lot of people that are like as soon as these pre-orders open i'm trading in my you know well not as soon as the pre-orders open but as soon as it comes out i'm trading my existing switch in and getting this because they just have no desire for the docked mode and i get that right because it's yeah i don't know i just i think that the experience like i remember for the first time docking my switch and seeing what stardew valley looks like on a big screen and it's like holy crap this looks really nice like yeah you know, but at the same time, it's for me the value is added by me being able to take the switch with me and pick up, you know, continue playing f full scale, normal. Obviously, they're not up to like Xbox One, PS4 visuals, but these, you know, like Nintendo's top notch games on the go. It's yeah. not an inferior version of Smash Brothers. It is the version, the the ultimate version, if you will. Ha, ha of smash brothers yeah so i mean i mean that's the whole thing that's the whole name the purpose behind the name switch is that you have versatility to play anywhere however you'd like so i i just like having the option of being able to play on a big screen or on a small screen um i definitely i feel like i have a healthy dose of both so i can't see myself purchasing uh or like me or this being a worthy purchase however a switch pro sign me up I feel like it's incoming. So, no, it's not. So they had an interview with Doug Bowser. Anyways. And he was like, this is the only hardware announcement we have for this year. So, whatever. I'm not saying this year, but, like, one day down the road, it'll happen. Maybe. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. So now that we've gotten that yellow is the ugliest color out of the, you know, out of the system here, <laughs> which is the nicer of the two? Definitely gray. I feel like you like turquoise, but... I, I don't know. I like my consoles to be neutral. I like my consoles to be like my soul. <laughs> black. Yeah, honestly, though. <laughs> black, gray. I always regretted never having a black uh, Wii. But whatever. Um, same. All I ever wanted was a black um, a black uh, Wii remote. and that I was, was always like... jealous of your, your Tron remote for the Wii. That was like the coolest remote. I, I still have the box for that remote. I, I just know. came across it recently. I just re like I remember seeing it. Yeah. And I was like, that, oh, I love that box. I that Tron that remote is like it was rare when it came out and it was it just never like became unrare. And it's like it's nothing special. It's just like a, a Wii remote. Yeah, but it has like all the lights and looks so cool. Anyways, know. when it goes for over a hundred dollars on eBay. Oh, sell yours. I'm I'm a millionaire now. <laughs> How many do you have? Don't you have I have one. I have one. <laughs> you have so many weird, like funky Wii remotes too. I remember you have like the ep ep uh, Epic Mickey remote. You have like oh yeah, the the paintbrush, uh, the paintbrush nunchuck. Yeah, that one. I feel, yeah. Don't you have like a Zelda remote or something? I'm uh, like a yeah, golden you're one. You're, 
you're exposing me here. Um, <laughs> I am exposing you. The paintbrush nunchuck isn't really worth anything. Um, yeah, it's the golden Wii remote. It when they launched Skyward Sword, yes, that's what they it was. had a uh, they had a bundle, and that's the only Wii remote that I have that has the Wii Motion Plus built in. All my other Wii remotes have uh, Motion really? Pluses attached to them. Yeah, I believe I have two Motion Plus built in, one black one. So I'll be jealous. And two, like, yeah, old and ones. you know where you got that from? You got that from the Nintendo store when they were like the Nintendo online store because they were twenty bucks refurbished. And I was this close to buying one for no reason because I didn't even need it. I don't even remember that. I don't even remember that. I don't know how I remember. I remember stupid stuff. The stuff I need to remember, I can't remember, and the stuff I don't need to remember, I do remember. Clearly, what bothers me about the Zelda Wii Remote is that if you look at it, the D-pad and the A button are gold, but all the other buttons are white. And but isn't the remote itself gold? Why is the D-pad also gold? That's weird. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's bizarre, but very strange. I wonder At if rate. the NYC blackout is still happening. I'm so dumb. I'm very curious. Oh, no, yeah, it's still happening. Two minutes ago, a major power outage plunges parts of New York into darkness, and there's, like, a live video of Times Square, and it's, like, pitch black. On one that side, pro- at least. That is the most drama I've heard in my whole day. Maybe I'll go back out, investigate the chaos, loot some stores. I'm kidding, I'm not looting. Cops, oh, don't listen. Oh, my God. <laughs> and next thing we know, Med's got the SWAT team at his door. Listen... This is so cool, though. I mean, it's not cool, but it's... I don't know. I'm a fan of apocalyptic situations, I guess. Apocalyptic. Listen. Yeah, there's like a a video 30 seconds ago of, like, a random... Oh, wait, no. This is a video of the power coming back. Oh, wow. Someone is recording, like, a pedestrian, and suddenly the power comes back, and everyone throws their hands up in the air and rejoice. Everyone's cheering. You can't hear it. Here, I'll I'll turn on my speaker for a sec. Paul, don't talk because you'll echo. Ready? Did you hear that? I don't know if you can actually hear it. You're safe to talk now. The little things in life. Yeah, very exciting. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that NYC is no longer in the darkest. What was that? You're not going to go loot stores anymore? Looting? I've never said those words in my life. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like Nintendo's pushing for the yellow Switch Lite to be, like, the front runner, And I don't know why. It's such an ugly color. It is, like, it literally looks like someone urinated on the shell as it was being made. <laughs> Disgusting. I don't know. A lot of my, uh, a lot of people on my Twitter timeline were like, why isn't there a pink one? I feel like that would sell, but... Or red, or blue. Well, I guess all their colors have been... I don't know. Their colors have always been, like, the 3DS launched in blue and black. The 3DS XL... No. The new 3DS launched in black and burgundy. I guess the yellow is, like, neutral in a sense it's, like, gender neutral. But, I I guess so. I mean, so is... Aren't they all gender neutral? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I, yeah, if anything, I would get the gray one, but as discussed, it's not for me. Sorry, I feel like you the gray one is very, I don't know. That D-pad, I bet you is going to be the best D-pad. And then when Super Nintendo games finally come to Switch. Then you'll buy mm-hmm. one. Then you'll realize. <laughs> oh, my God. Please just release GameCube games on Switch. That's all anyone ever wants. Like, do they realize how much money they would make? It is a very slick-looking console. It is. I get like the fact that it doesn't have the deta- the detachable Joy Cons makes everything. It's like one solid piece of plastic, so it's much more uh, slim and sleek. So yeah. All right, that I think wraps about wraps it up. About wraps it up. Wraps about it up. That's about I can't speak. Also, wait, wait, wait! I forgot to mention. Ah. Okay. Joy-Cons and Switch con- and Switch Pro controllers on- nonsense does work on the Switch Lite. So you could kind of like get a little tabletop stand and put it there and you could play with the Switch Pro controller and stuff. I guess the, the reason they didn't include the kickstand is because you can't just prop up the screen and play while it's in handheld mode. Exactly, yeah. But like Hulu is an app in the store. So you can like prop it up to watch Hulu still. I don't know. Does your phone have a kickstand? Shut up. Anyways, that's it for this week. I said what I said. You did. You did say what you say. 
Um, yeah, that is it for this week. Episode 52 of What the Funcast. Finally, we're back. We'll be back with regular episode next week, July 19th. And after that, July 16th. Or 26th, wow. Um, <laughs> August 2nd, August 9th. We're good. We're in the clear. Until August 16th. That's when we leave for the Disney 1923 convention. So we'll see what's happening with that week. We'll see what... Uh, we'll do like a special D23 kind of episode or something. Um, but yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yes, we will. All right. But until then, we'll talk to you all next week. And you'll have our crawl and our Lion King impressions. Ooh, I can't wait to watch crawl. It's going to be so exciting. I can't wait for you to jump out of your seat. I probably will. Oh, sleeper hit of the summer. All right. This is episode 52 of What the Funcast. Signing off. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>